is up, guys? Welcome back to the Seek Life Today podcast. This is your host, Carson Harris, and I'm so glad that you're listening to this week's episode. Today, we're doing a Christmas Eve special, and we're going to be talking about Christmas traditions and gifts. I hope you stick around and hear what we're going to talk about today. Let's go ahead and just bow our heads and pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for today and thank you for this opportunity to come on here and just talk about you freely. I just pray that we'll learn more about you and who you are and the gifts that you uh, give to us. I just pray that we will have open ears and open hearts and that we will just hear what you have to say today, Lord. Um, I just pray that everyone will have um, a safe Christmas with all the traveling going around and um, all the cold weather. I just pray that everyone is safe and um, everyone just has a good time. And I pray that we don't lose focus of the season of celebration. Uh, I pray that we can remain focused on you and we can look um, to the gift that you provided to us through Christmas. Um, And in your son's holy name, we pray. Amen. So today we're going to be talking about some different traditions and gifts um, about Christmas. This episode is going to be a little bit shorter, but um, we're going to do a little devotional and kind of just go through and look at some different um, people in the nativity scene and talk about some different traditions and gifts, basically. But let's just go ahead and get started. So Christmas, we all know it's a time for giving and a time of celebration. People across the world celebrate uh, Christmas. Um, people celebrate in different ways, though. Everyone has their different traditions. And for this episode, um, I asked several of you um, to share your traditions with me on Instagram. Um, I posted on my story. Um, if you have any Christmas traditions, share it with me. Um, what's your favorite Christmas tradition? And a few of you shared it with me. And if you would like to participate in things like this in the future, um, go follow my Instagram. Um, you can follow the Seek Life Today Instagram or my personal one. I use both. But anyways, um, some different people responded to this Instagram story. And one of them said that her favorite Christmas tradition is making paper snowflakes. And I think that this is a really good Christmas tradition. Um, it's not a tradition of mine anymore, but when I was younger, I remember making these in like elementary school and I remember making them at home. Also remember making those like paper chain things where you take the paper and you fold it into like a circle and then you link them together. And each day you make a new one and you count down for the days until Christmas. And so when you're finished, it's like 25 links. But um, that's a good uh, tradition. Another one, another person said that their favorite tradition was their Grammy's mashed potatoes. Um, Mashed potatoes are one of my favorite foods. But um, that's a good tradition. And then some other traditions um, like watching Christmas movies, decorating, eating lots of food, baking, gift giving, caroling, secret Santa, drinking eggnog, and setting up nativities. Um, There's lots of Christmas traditions. There's more than I can name. Um, But um, in other countries, they have their own Christmas traditions. And I would say that they're kind of weird. Um, I know I have listeners that listen across the world, so I don't want to be offensive, but like in different areas, they grow up with different traditions and different customs. They have different cultures. So obviously that is going to happen. But, um, here in America, we have Santa Claus, right? But in other countries, they have some different, um, different things that they do around Christmas. They have different, I don't, I guess you could call them beings like Santa Claus. Like not every country has Santa Claus, but, um, Anyways, like in Austria, they have like a bad Santa and his name is Krampus. Supposedly he's like an evil Santa and he lurks the streets for bad kids. And um, 
from what I've read, people will like actually dress up as him wearing like devil like masks and costumes to scare kids and people throughout the whole month of December. In Italy, rather than having like Santa, they have like a witch named Bafana, I think that's how you say her name. But she brings gifts during the night before January 6th. So that's a completely different date than here in America. In Norway, the children believe that on Christmas uh, Eve, evil witches come out. So like they hide their brooms. And in Africa, they eat fried caterpillars for good luck in the next year. Um, there's another tradition that was supposedly started in Germany. Um, but I'm not exactly sure. Anyways, I've kind of heard of this one before. It's where you hide a pickle in a tree, and then the first to find it wins a gift. Um, like the parents hide. It's not. It's not. I don't think it's a real pickle. I think it's like a pickle-shaped Christmas ornament. It might be a real picket pickle. I don't know. But um, they hide it in the tree, and because it's green, it's hard to find. And whoever finds it gets to win a gift. Um, I've heard of people doing that one before. Um, but. Some of these traditions, they kind of seem weird to us in America, but that just goes to show that everyone celebrates differently across the world. Um, a tradition of mine in my area, I know a lot of people have this in the place where I live. It's a gift exchange gift where everyone like brings a gift and you place it in the room, around the tree or whatever. And um, it can be wrapped or in like a bag. And then everyone draws a number out of a hat, and then everyone gets to pick a gift in the order of the number that they got. The game is called White Elephant, so there's all these gifts to choose from. And if you're number one, you get to go first, and then number two gets to go after that. But um, you can either pick a gift that is still wrapped or is still in the bag, or you can steal a gift that someone else has already opened. And then normally, after so many times it's been stolen... Um, the gift becomes froze and no one else can steal it anymore. But anyways, it's it's an interesting game. Um, they play it at most of the Christmas parties that I go to. Like tonight, Christmas Eve, we typically pay, play that at my grandmother's house. So, um, yeah, it's just a fun game to play at parties um, or with family. It doesn't have to be a party. But anyways... There's different traditions, different things and customs that people do across the globe, and they have, everybody has their own traditions. Um, but a very common tradition during this time of the year is to give gifts. It's a season of giving and just gifts. So I would like to look at the gift of Christ and his birth, and we can find this in Luke chapter 2. And I'm not going to read all of Luke chapter 2, I'm going to read like the first half. Um, so let's just go ahead and do that. Luke chapter 2. The birth of Jesus. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Corinus, butchering that, was governor of Syria, and all went to be registered, each of his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judah, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem. Because the, he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his, his, um, it says the word Bethrothed. Um, I know I'm butchering that word. I should have prepared better. But anyways, that word basically means wife. They didn't actually get married, but it's like kind of like a, an arranged marriage. Not so much. It's like a marriage that is a marriage without actually being married. But anyways, um, or like a marriage where they're going to get married in the future. But anyways, um, she was with the child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. 
And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. The shepherds and the angels, and in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy. That will be for all the people, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was um, with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, peace among those who, who, those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them in, into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made, no, made known the sayings that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen, and as it had been told to them. And at the end of eight days, when he was circumcised, he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. So, um... The reactions of the shepherds is an amazing reaction to me. I think it's a good example of how to like respond to God's callings or like to when God tells you to do something or you have this like we to us. He doesn't specifically say things like an angel isn't going to appear before us. I mean, it could, but we have this feeling in our heart, like the Holy Spirit nagging at us, telling us to do something, to be obedient. And so I think this is like a good example of how to respond to what God is telling us to do. I mean, the angel appeared to them, and if this were to happen to me, I think I would be quite fearful, and they were to a certain extent, but the angel appeared to them in this like miraculous way, in a way that might be scary or fearful, and initially, like I said, they were a little fearful, but after they had realized that the Lord was making this known to them, that this Savior had came and was born, and he's in this manger, um, they responded with, let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened. They acted in obedience to, to the Lord, and I think this is a great example of how to respond. When the Lord says something, like, go do it, like, without doubting, with, without questioning, just go and to do it. Um, and then if we look to the gifts that the wise men brought, they are, like, so symbolic. And they weren't mentioned in Luke, but in Matthew, um, in the book of Matthew, the, the gifts that these wise men brought are accounted for in chapter 2, verse 11. Uh, it says, And going into the house, they saw the child with his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then, opening the treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. So gold represents Jesus' ultimate kingship, as he is the king of the Jews. And then the frankincense represents deity, um, as he is the son of God and God in human form. And then myrrh represents death as it was used to embalm bodies. And this kind of this kind of foreshadows Jesus' death for our sins. And then if we look at John 3.16, we all should know this verse. It's a very 
common and famously quoted verse, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believeth in him shall not perish, but shall have eternal life. And then Ephesians 2 verse 8 says, For by grace you have been saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. So without Jesus, there is no hope. Jesus brings peace and he reconciles us with God through the cross. Without Jesus, we have this eternal separation between us and God. We experience eternal condemnation, eternal hell. And Jesus came in the form of a, of a baby. He's in this manger and he is so like innocent. He's so precious. He's in this state of vulnerability. I mean, he's wrapped in swaddling clothes. So he, he's just sitting here in this manger and he is going to be this ultimate gift that brings this restoration between us and God that brings this freedom and this salvation and just like just brings us back into the presence of God because we are or we're sinners. We have all fallen short before the glory of God. And without this gift, this this sin and this evilness that we live in completely separates us from God. And so without Jesus, there is no hope. So Jesus brings us a sense of peace and he brings us back to God through the cross. And so during this time, it is important to not lose focus for the real reason of this season of celebration, the real gift. I mean, Christmas is about Christ. It's in the name Christmas Christ, our Savior. I mean, Christ is our Savior. He came to forgive us for our sins. How could we forget this? I mean, it's easily, it's easily done. I mean, with the gifts, with Santa, um, it's just easy to forget. And this is a little side note here. I have a conspiracy theory, and I've talked about this with my dad before, that Santa is like an ultimate like figure used by Satan to like distract children and people for like the real reason of Christmas. And I'm, I know that through like Santa, we can kind of see Christ and see some resemblance, but I think that it, it can be a huge distraction if we're not careful. And I'm not, and I'm not saying that we shouldn't have different these tales or whatever about Santa and whatever, but I am saying be careful and be watchful because we don't want anything to become between us and God. I mean, we are to celebrate God every day and the gift that he gives us, gives to us every day, but especially during the season of Christmas, that's what Christmas is about. It's about the birth of the Savior who came to save us. And so if we have all these distractions that distract us from this real meaning of Christmas, then we need to do something. We need to change something. We need to not let that distract us. Um, but anyways, that was kind of like a conspiracy theory about Christmas. But without the gift of Jesus, there is no salvation and there's nothing that we could do to change that. Like there's nothing that we could do to earn salvation. And I want to emphasize that because salvation is like a complete gift from God. So during Christmas, don't let all the gifts and all these traditions distract you from the ultimate gift, the gift of God. I mean, don't get me wrong. It is, it's good to give gifts to others. It's good to receive gifts. It feels good to receive gifts. Um, but don't forget the gift that Christ brings to us. And during the season, let's fully receive it and accept it instead of like neglecting it and forgetting about it. It's, it's good to do all these things and these traditions with your family, spend time with them, but don't forget the reason we're doing all these things and all these traditions. Like, don't set up a nativity scene or put crosses or 
um, different angels and things on your Christmas tree if you're not going to remember what those are symbolic of. I mean, if you're going to set up a nativity scene, don't forget to look at the nativity and see baby Jesus in, in the manger in this, in this state of being completely innocent. Don't forget the price that he paid. I mean, he was an innocent human being. He was he was just like us in the sense that he was a human, but he was the complete opposite from us as he was God in human form, but also because he was completely innocent. He never sinned, yet he paid the price for us. He died on the cross for our sins, and I think that it's so important that we don't forget that during the season of Christmas. It's easily forgotten. I think that I'm guilty of it. At times, it is easy to forget that. Um, it, at times, it's, forget, it's easy to forget the gift that Christ brings to us throughout the entire year, but especially during this time because there's so many distractions around us. And this episode is just to kind of bring us back into perspective, to bring us back to this idea that um, Christmas is about Christ. It's about the gift that he brought to us. And while we can have these fun traditions like making different papers, um, snowflakes or eating food that our family makes or doing whatever it is, these gift exchange during this time to just not to lose focus of what Christ has done for us and to not forget that this is a time to celebrate his birth. I mean, it's, it's easily forgotten, I will say. But this episode is just to kind of remind us that this this is a time to celebrate the gift that Christ gave to us. I mean, the, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is through Jesus Christ, our Savior, is a gift of eternal life. Um, I kind of <laughs> forgotten that verse, but that is Romans six verse twenty three. I kind of paraphrased, if you will, but. Um, during this season, let's just not lose focus. Let's just look at the nativity, see baby Jesus as he is, this innocent human, a baby. And just know that later in his life, he's going to do something miraculous for us, something that is is kind of hard to comprehend, but he literally gave up his life for hours so that we wouldn't have to experience eternal suffering. He suffered on the cross so we could have salvation and this is a complete gift of God. And during this season of giving, let's not forget the ultimate gift that Christ gives us. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for today and just thank you for this opportunity. We thank you for this season of celebration and this season of gathering with family. But we want to just ultimately thank you for the gift that you give to us um, and this gift that we should be celebrating during this season, the gift of Jesus and his birth and the the gift of sending him to be our savior. He died on the cross for our sins and we praise you and thank you so much for that. Um, I just pray that we'll be like the angels and rejoice, um, rejoice at you as they did in the passage that we read. And I just pray that we'll be like the shepherds and that we'll be obedient and that we'll be faithful. I just pray that um, during the season that we will not lose focus and that we will just see baby Jesus in nativity as he is and um, just know that this season is a time to reflect upon the gift that came through his birth um, and to reflect on the fact that through, through his birth, we are able to have experience this salvation through his birth and then later in his life through his death and then his resurrection through all of this um, we have this 
opportunity for salvation that brings us back into your presence instead of being eternally separated from you. I thank you so much for that. And before I, I ramble, I just want to thank you for this episode um, and thank you for allowing me to have this opportunity. And I just want to pray over the listeners that through this episode that they were reminded of your gift. And I just pray that you'll keep your hand of protection around them through this season and keep them safe um, throughout their travels and whatever that they are currently going through. I just pray that you'll lift them up in that season um, and during Christmas that they can just see the gift that you have um, to offer to them. In your son's holy name we pray, amen. So thank you all so much for listening to this week's episode. It really means a lot for, uh, for me that you listened this far. And if you will, please leave a rate, review, or comment. Depends on whatever platform you're on. But it really helps the growth of the podcast. And feel free to share this episode with a friend or a family member who you think could benefit from hearing this message. Um, Uh, Once again, just thank you for listening, and I hope you all have a very Merry Christmas, um, and I hope you all stay safe during um, the next few days. Um, Don't forget to tune in to next week. Next week is the last episode of the first season. It's a banker. I have a guest joining me, and we're going to be talking about difficulties in following Jesus. Um, So tune in to that, and um, have a Merry Christmas. Have a Happy New Year. Listen to next week's episode, the ending of the first season. And then come back in January for season two. But anyways, um, as always, be blessed and seek life today. Merry Christmas, y'all.